Geek Shock. Life is like a hurricane here in Duckburg. Race cars, lasers, aeroplanes. It's a duck blur. So are you done then? That's it. No, nope. he hasn't eaten his quarter pounder no, yet. No, fuck that. No, 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 no. He's talking oh! about the room. He's talking the. Yeah, that's what I mean. Are you done? That's you're, great. You're done? Are you done? Well, he hasn't eaten his quarter pounder yet. Mm. <laughs> you're officially done. No more. What? No more. No more. Talking to you, Paul. No more. Re- no more, you, Paul. No more wrestling figures. No more Simpsons. No more He-Man. No more He-Man. No more He-Man Legos. Just, He's done. He-Man just ended. What? He-Man just ended. So I got my second to last shipment today. From Mattel. They're done. That's it. No more for you, ever. Well, no. Come on. <laughs> as long as the horsemen are making them, I got to so at least check it out. So you're saying you have no more space, so you're going to have a Tesseract in the... I don't know. Actually, you know what? Shit, I got to look online. I fucking didn't look. No. Yeah. Yesterday was the first the sale for the Roton. They might have sold out. No, you, you don't have the room. To... I'll do it anyway. You need to use those Thomas Jefferson bookshelves where they're all stacked against each other. And he just I'm already there. I have bookshelves and DVD shelves, and then just like Todd's got here, toys in front of everything. No, 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 but th- this is not like what you have. This is actually... Oh, just they're, stacked. They're, they're all no stacked space. against each other, and yeah, they're on wheels. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah oh, but then nice. you don't get to see your stuff. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's <laughs> when we'll have it in a storage closet. Yeah, that's when it starts to get when frustrating. When you get in the mood, you just go in and you go, slide. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I was going to say, yeah. If I can set it up so I can Rubik's Cube it, Great. <laughs> yeah. like that's that's a project for when I get my house. When I get my house, I'm going to do some real work. I'm try and get a lot of um, Ikea glass cabinets mm. so I don't have to Ooh. keep fucking around with dust and stuff. And oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. a lot of that doesn't, doesn't keep most of the dust out. You'll still yeah. have to dust. Well, Way to pop the balloon, Jeff. Jeff. The downer. Yeah, that's what I do. That's Andy. What the fuck? <laughs> that's what? why they call him the popper. <laughs> is that why? That's just, oh. Jeff is the popper. That's the story that, I'm that going. That and the incident with this that, girl. My <laughs> mean harmonica skills over here. <laughs> That's the second John Popper reference in two weeks. Wow. I know, right? Welcome, folks. It's Geek Shock number three sixty-eight. I am Master Torgo. Rogue One is a steaming pile of shit. Oh, you Jesus. suck. And you're wrong once again. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Fact check, Dandy. I don't do this often, but I will agree with 80s Jeff. You are wrong, sir. Maple nope. Leaf Matt. <laughs> I will third and fourth the you're wrong, sir. The professor's in the house. <laughs> yeah. Professor, welcome back. <laughs> Professor Biggs. What do you expect them to add to a story that's already told? Well, then don't tell that story. They have to. Yeah, they don't. Merchandising. Yeah, they don't. Merchandising. <laughs> they don't have Merchandising. 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 There's no reason to tell that tale. We need to not, sell cer- more ads. Certainly not the way they told it. <laughs> All right. So as, as we are wont to do, just so people haven't seen it, I think I'm the only one in the room that hasn't. Uh, we'll g- do the spoilery stuff next week, but uh, yeah. general impressions, gentlemen, I think I, I kind of know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. See? Exactly. Everyone likes it except for Paul. Yeah. In the world? Yes. Pretty okay. much. No. And and the Red Letter Media guys. That's it. And Those three people. Griffin four people. And a bunch of other. So that's four people. There's a bunch of four other. People. A very four people don't small like select few people. Time will tell, guys. Like time will tell on this one. Nah. I'm sorry. I'm go- it's going to break your heart like it broke mine. It broke your heart? <laughs> oh, dude. He he used the whole worse than the prequels line. Now, I haven't, I what? haven't read what anybody yeah. possible. has said about it because, you know, I. Don't want to be spoiled, but you, you, apparently, the, you apparently you had a screed, 
It suffers from the exact same problems that all the prequels did. They haven't learned anything. I got so upset, I went back and watched all of Plinkett's old episode one, two, and three reviews again. And the same things just keep coming up. They, they, they haven't learned their lessons, and they don't have to, I guess. So you watched 43 hours of Plinkett reviews? How was, <laughs> no. how was, Luke, Cage? How was Luke Cage? <laughs> it wasn't 43 hours of Plinkett reviews. It's have like you three hours. Luke Cage or what? I still haven't finished Luke Cage. Could go, have you? I have three more episodes. Started it, Torgo? I have not. I started it. I'm All like right. four episodes in. So, oh um, right. it just, uh, I, you know, and it was really funny watching the, the Red Letter Media guys. Uh, Jay spoke exactly at the same point that I completely checked out on the movie. We both checked out at the same time. I thought huh. that was really telling. That was like, oh, I don't give a fuck. Is it one of those that the suspension of disbelief I can't get past this moment is that that kind of moment there's no characterization at all all the characters are are just empty shells if I mean I don't know they finish but no (laughs) barely barely, they're barely empty shells Uh, this is the test I want you to do I don't want to go spoilery but it's the exact same thing um, that went down from You're you're doing the prequel character test aren't you yeah yeah, and if you and if you can disprove me on this, more power to you. But I'm telling you, this is the problem with this film. So, describe the following Star Wars character without saying what they look like, what kind of costume they wore, what their profession or role in the movie was. Describe this character to your friends like they ain't never seen Star Wars. Okay? That's the fucking litmus test. Describe... The uh, Chimwit Imwi, the blind guy. Matt? You got me. Right? On that character. Okay, describe the big wait, gun wait, wait, wait. guy. Wait, wait. Describe him then. Do it, Andy. Andy. He is a faithful Jedi who isn't but a Jedi. You can't yeah. say no. Jedi because that's his profession. Job. Yeah. He's not a Jedi. You can't use their profession. Yeah. So the first is faithful. He's faithful. He's faithful. Okay. He has beliefs, but he He's doesn't have the training. He has beliefs. So he's faithful and he's faithful. Great. Right. But he doesn't have the training. And he doesn't have training. But he's faithful. He has faith without training. Great. He has right. faith without religion. He believes okay. in the idea of the force, but has not received the training to make him... Explain that like someone ain't never seen Star Wars. Explain that the like... The fuck is the force? Oh, okay. He, do, do that after watching Star Wars slash A New Hope. You uh, can't explain that movie uh, in, the, in try, that very... That. Well, then name one of those characters. Yes, you can. Yeah, okay. Describe Obi-Wan Kenobi without describing his profession. His yeah. Describe his the force without describing... You can do it, dude. It, okay, do it. Do it right he's now. A, he's a mentor. Okay. He's a sage. He's a wizard. He's a... Wizard's an occupation. All right, it's fine. He's a mentor. He's a sage. <laughs> he's a font of information. Yet he holds he really? He's a He's kind. He's Yes, he has Is secrets. Is he really kind? He's kind. He has secrets. Um, he's patient. And he's sensitive. So the blind guy mm-hmm. is... Uh, is a faithful practitioner of a religion he was never trained in. All right. Um, who is the group optimist? Who is um, who is there to stop trying to do it without being to, spoilery? Right. Yeah. Well, who is we're there, trying to avoid spoilers, and we also we we saw one movie. Not you know. Yeah, we've seen it seconds. one time. One movie. Well, how many? T- you don't have well, this. Is a, this? Kirk there's nothing to this it. film. 
I'm just saying you wouldn't be able to do that about Obi-Wan having only seen Star Wars one yes, time. Yes, you would. You would have to see it multiple times no. to be able to, to no. describe that character that not true in that much detail. Not it's, true. The thing is that this is a really hard thing to do because you can do that with the prequels mm-hmm. because they did no characterization over three right, films. Right. But the original series did expand characterization over those three films. Right. Yeah. Deepening it's, those characters. Yeah, Absolutely. And you can't take that knowledge away once you have it. True. But, you know... Obi Wan's only in the first, for the no. most part. Yeah, Maybe but he, he, pops in, he appears, four movies. He pops in some others. He, um, he pops in some others. But honestly, these things—they're fucking shell characters. Tell me about Jen. Jen. Uh, Jen is the daughter who feels betrayed by her father, who has decided to turn her back on society in general. And be the outcast. You can say a lot who, of things about who, Han Solo that you can say about her. Yeah, who True. who gets who who is she gets the call to <laughs> what do they call that? The call to Cthulhu. No, no, no he's talking about he's talking, <laughs> no, about, he's talking the about the hero's the call, James the Campbell. hero's journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing, um, but, uh, and reluctantly, a call to action. Uh, call to action. Yeah, and sorry. reluctantly joins uh, the rebellion and is eventually won over to the cause because. Of stuff she finds out in the movies. <laughs> it's so hard to do this without being spoilery. But, but I, I mean, I Doesn't believe in it wins. Yeah, you just, yeah. you just, you, 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 in my opinion, you're giving them way too much credit. Because am I? Yes, I just did. I just did your test. But well, here's, here's the thing, <laughs> Professor but, Mike. Drop, but how right. did? But how did she come about that information? What was? The, what were the turns? I mean, I guess we can't. See, we really can't because it's can't, 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 spoiler yeah, yeah, in the spoiler territory, which, you know. It's but awful. But she does get it. It's awful. Forrest Whitaker is awful. Given. She's awful. The other guy is awful. They're so bad. Oh, she's terrible. No, you, you watch. Again, you know what's funny is you watch. She's a really good actress. No, no, no. If she if she is a good actress, she was hamstrung again by the powers that be. And I, I truly, looking at this thing, see a too many cooks situation. They, I love that opener. They fucked this movie. <laughs> they fucked this movie from from here to sideways. It just you can tell there's been so many cuts and re-edits and rejiggers because nobody's moves make any sense. That's the problem. It starts to get just ludicrous. No motivations. No, uh, the See, outcomes are all oh, predetermined, and there's no. There's no uh, I don't think they are predetermined yeah. because I was sitting there. What's I was sitting there towards the end of the movie thinking something might happen that doesn't happen. <laughs> this and is impossible. We can't we can't argue Paul's insane points without getting into <laughs> no, no, not insane points. Tell me a move that a character did that would that led to a consequence that wouldn't have occurred. Without giving Without a spoiler, them even being gentlemen, there. would you like to open this up to spoilers? To because mm, I mean, we no. have the professor no, I don't. here. Well, we, but not everybody in our audience has seen it yet either. Sure. So I think they you know, can tre- tune out. They can on. tune out as yeah, well you can if tell necessary. Them. You can yeah, but we don't ahead. want to fuck you, and over. we don't want to fuck well, you over it. Yeah, we, I will we, step away. And no, then, then no, I will check no, back no. in soon. Oh, no, man, then you're sitting no, out in the porch for two hours again. We don't have that happening. <laughs> All right. This is his place. He doesn't go right. in the porch. Yeah. Well, I'll, <laughs> say, I'll save it for next time. I don't time, want to do the I whole did. podcast in the porch. I'm telling you, time, time's going to tell. This is a hollow, empty, sad, miserable. No one fucking smiles. No one celebrates. There is no camaraderie. There is no love. Oh, it is all. No, there's camaraderie. Yeah. Where? It happens midway through the movie. The, the group gets together. 
and she makes her big speech. And she- Fuck those speeches. Fuck those empty platitudes of nothing speeches. Boy, it's the most boring fucking movie I've ever seen. Ever? It. It's Have up you there. seen Wyatt Earp? It's up there, dude. It my- <laughs> it, okay, it's not that bad, but it put me to fucking sleep. It's so stupid. It's so there's nothing interesting happening. God damn it. Oh, it made me so mad. The CGI was bad uh, with the thought. When they did that moment yeah. and there was just a reflection, I thought, oh, okay, slick. And then they go, whoop. And I'm like, really? And then it keeps going. And then I'm like, you're more emotive than anyone else in the whole fucking movie. <laughs> Fart. Except for the robot. K2SO is great for his seven fucking lines. And that's it. He's the only character I gave two shits about. Did you buy the figures yet? I have a fuck ton of them. <laughs> and I am going to I hate this movie, but I'm going to buy lots of boy toys. Well, I bought, it, I bought the toys way before the movie came out. I loved K2SO's design from mm-hmm. the jump. And the fact that Tudyk was behind it, Well, I, I had a good feeling, and it turned out good. So. Let's, let's slip this aside for a second and ask, what kind of a movie were you expecting? What is it that you okay. specifically let me wanted you, out of the film? Let me tell you what... My, after seeing the movie, I won't. I'll try not to spoil, well but I will tell you what I wished had happened. Here's how they could have made this thing okay. Jen is a young girl stuck on an imperial base with her family. Her mother, not her father, her mother is a high level scientific officer working on a project that she doesn't understand the full ramifications of. Who doesn't understand? The Jim? mother. Okay. The, the, the daughter is no, I just very wanted young. To, yeah. Right, yeah, okay. yeah. The mother finally comes to the realization that she cannot, in good conscience, content, good conscience continue this project. But the father forces her to stay with the project and stay loyal to the Empire. In so doing, she continues her machinations, the scientist's mother, continues her machinations by not only working in spoilers, stuff, spoilers, spoilers, working spoilers. in stuff yes. into the into the thing into the project, yeah, yeah, yeah. but also instilling in Jen a deep resentment and understanding of the true nature of the Empire over a couple of scenes. Okay? So that Jen gets it. And at a certain point, her father disowns the mother. Maybe even I don't want to say I don't even I don't think need to kill the mother, but there's a break in that the family is split, and Jen is caught up in that. Okay, now if she and then if she could fall into the same thing with what's his nuts, that's fine. Goes and gets worked on a guy in the rebellion. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you gotta show me some of that. You got to show me some of her life in that situation to tell me why she would ever continue to give a fuck for this cause. Okay. Also, they played it like he's Kurtz. That's what they were trying to do. And that's what he, that's what Forrest Whitaker was trying to do. He was Kurtz on the edge of the rebellion. Right? Mm -hmm. And somebody's got to go in there and take care of this motherfucker who's too rogue for the rogues. (laughs) <laughs> and how do we know that? Fuck if I know. <laughs> they didn't show me shit about that cat. Nothing. The 
There's just so many okay. missed we are, opportunities, holes. I know it's going to get real spoiler if yeah, I keep going. Yeah, so I, I mean, can't. I mean, honestly, I we, we, we got to wait until next week to talk about this. I can't, because, but, but you're is, insane. It but is, yeah. No, I'm not, dude. I'm not, dude. <laughs> they fucking dropped the ball. I bet it was a way better story at one point, but it's it. there's nothing there. I didn't give a fuck about any of those characters. Well, see, I, I saw your thread, mm-hmm. and I saw all the responses and everything. And so besides the Zia card for Christmas, I, I got you something else I think will help. Oh, <laughs> I'm telling you. This is a box I, of Preparation H cooling gel. I barely have. <laughs> if I didn't love the saga, <laughs> if I didn't love the stuff so much, I wouldn't give a fuck. But I barely have the energy to even defend it because it's just a poorly made film. At its core, it's just they didn't tell a story. They didn't tell a story with characters. They decided to put images in sequence and if you read a lot of stuff before and if you are invested enough that you can put yourself into those fucking ciphers because everybody in that movie is a cipher, then you can enjoy it. Now, but you've got to really okay, do let me, some Let me ask one question film. here real quick. Are you trying to say that you were thinking that this was supposed to be on the hero's journey archetype? And that's why you're disappointed in the film? Because this is not a hero's journey archetype like the the saga elements of the story have been for one through six. I simply wanted to care about the characters. Well, let me let me ask you that's because as simple as that. This is a soldier's journey. This is a soldier's journey archetype, which is essentially here are the 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 backbone of this rebellion. These are the 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 unknowns that are integral to pushing forward the saga element of the story and are just as important as your prime characters, but are often not ever talked about. They're typically grunts. discarded. Yeah, they're the, the grunts. grunts yeah. You know, these are the, the disposable people for your cause that are typically sloughed off, and their stories are never told. We, we cannot yeah. discuss so, this without spoilers. We need to move well, on. Well, no, but no, I, I'm not no, spoiling no, anything. No, I'm no. just saying you this. You guys did a great job. I know nothing right, so see, I feel <laughs> I, hear, I hear your point exactly, <laughs> and I have seen that statement but i feel that even with that understanding those characters were underserved did you like the lower decks on next gen that, yeah that because those characters were were fleshed out this is very very similar to me to the lower decks because I, I, I had just, that same feeling watching the film i didn't like or you care like, about any of those characters do you like don't don't hit your fist yeah, anymore. Sorry, i didn't like I didn't, <laughs> I didn't like or care about care about any of the characters do you like world war ii movies do you like uh the dirty yes. dozen yeah yeah okay We'll talk well, about this. Yeah, I was going to say, Dirty Dozen. I mean, I just watched Patton twice There's only like <laughs> a couple months ago. Just to, just that, that's a fucking... Correct me if I'm wrong, Steve. Thing. Dirty Dozen, they only flesh out a couple of the characters yeah. in that whole thing. The rest are all just and the, faces and actually, that are all... Um, and the sort of elevator pitch I heard about this is Dirty Dozen meet Star Wars. Sure. Dirty yeah, okay. Dozen in Star Wars universe. Yeah, because it's been a while since I've seen that the film. But yeah, it's like, you know, <laughs> you have one or two prime characters that are, you know... In the film and have the majority of the scenes, but all twelve characters are integral to the the story moving forward. Yeah. So you have you know nine characters that are necessary to move the story that only have Here's little bits to do with it, but then you know the three prime one, that are. One last thing for me on this, I won't talk about it anymore until next week. 
But what I when I left and what you were speaking about, Jeff, and what I've heard from a lot of other people about a soldier story. Oh, it's a war movie. Oh, there's war in Star Wars. Okay. I feel like there has been this vacuum. Our nation has been at constant war for the past 14 years now. Very close to it, right? When was the last time you saw direct footage of combat in a news source, on TV, unless you really hunt down like Frontline or really like, when was the last time you saw the horrors? The reality. Yeah, you gotta of look at something like Vice. Right. Yeah, well, yeah. I was gonna say, I don't right. read like normal news sources. Sure, so sure, sure. I do see right. a lot we, of that I, stuff. I, I, me too. That's what I'm saying. If you, if you watch Frontline, things like that, you see it. Yeah. But I'm saying, but most people don't search out. Right. And there is a vacuum and a hunger for the knowledge of what has been happening that is in the zeitgeist that has not been touched for years. Mm-hmm. And this is a weird way of getting at it. And I find it unfortunate that Star Wars had to do it. Because there's a lot of people, a lot of young people, that have no idea what combat even remotely is. And this will be their first experience with a war movie. Yeah, This will be their first experience seeing war. But for many people, they have been living this for a decade plus. Yeah, And now they see it on the screen for the first time. And they are, there's a relief, there's a symbiosis there, there's a feeling of connection that they have not experienced from pop culture in forever. Yeah, because yeah, you're, you're all talking about there's a lot of sacrifice that goes along with right. this movie that you don't see. It's in all the sacrifice other, in the, you know, the original three films. It's all because everybody survives, everybody makes it through, and then you have Ewok celebrating at the mm-hmm. end. But <laughs> so. I don't give a fuck about any of the characters. That's the problem. But see, Did what you I'm give a fuck is, about Ewok? That's you, but a there's little. a ton of people out there that do. Right. Yeah. Because, I'm telling you, though, because they have inserted themselves into that. They have seen a piece of themselves more than what I was able to attach to. Never been to war. Enjoy the movie. Right. What? No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, not saying, I'm not saying that's a prerequisite. But you understand what I'm getting at as that there is something there yeah. to... But it, but it hurts my heart that that's where Star Wars now lives. I just got back that, from Aleppo. This is nothing. Oh, jeez. <laughs> but this but is I what don't I'm, think it lives there. I think it's just there for this particular story. Oh, I hope, I hope Man, so. Man, I've got this hamburger and it isn't a filet fish What Cause, the fuck? Because uh, <laughs> the other part of it, too, for me, I just always saw the rebellion. And again, it's just different view. I always saw the rebellion as scraggly dudes on the run. Small band, trying to escape constantly, never really engaging because they well, yeah. don't have the power to engage. Yeah, guerrilla warfare, thought, which is what they did in this. But film. I thought, but even less, I thought like there was a, there's a, there's a whole spy element, and even Red Letter talked about it too. I just always thought that there was a subterfuge and a oh, and a spy element. Sure, We're getting they, back into spoilers. I, I mean, that no, can give there's you a no specific, spoiler there. No, I can give you a specific. Plot point, but that happens. Andy's dying because but he wants to talk, but he he's wants to got counter spoilers. you and he wants to so give you a specific. We're yeah. not getting into spoilers. He desperately wants. There's to. a tiny. No, pinch. I don't. There's I want to not get into spoilers. I know that's. There's what I'm a saying. tiny pinch of that, Andy, in this film. There's a tiny pinch of that, but not like I would have liked to see. Well, that, but see there, you. But just again, it's not what I wanted to see. Right. It isn't the movie I wanted to see. Clearly, yeah. yeah. But it's also honestly, you got. I, I, trust me, 
Just give it a little bit of time. You're going to see this, this shell, shell characters. There's nothing here. There's nothing here. There's here. nothing I to don't... say that there aren't elements of the espionage and the, you know, the, the, you know, subtle spying that you're talking about because it's a big universe and we've only at this point seen a small band of this, you know, bigger rebellion that, you know, in the, you know, original three films, you're seeing one, two, and three different specific missions where all this other stuff is going on at the same time that has to go on so that the your hero characters can you know, destroy the first Death Star, yeah, destroy the second ways, Death Star. But there are so many paths shoot first. to that. That's the thing. It's it, it feels like we're talking about a story that had to be told this way, and I don't think it did. That's that's a big part. Well, of it. Did it have to be maybe. told this way? No. Is it wrong for telling it this way? No. Well, I just I, it's it's just because told. you didn't identify with it does not necessarily mean no, that, I just, I that like, a larger audience isn't going to identify well, they, with but it. But I feel they, like yeah, it was just yeah. really told poorly. I could have identified with this story. It just I didn't care for any of the characters because I don't know anything about them except for a few whom have traits that repel me. <laughs> that's it. That, that's really it. Like a, a couple of these people, I found absolutely abhorrent from the jump, and they never gave me a reason to like them, and that blew my fucking mind. I mean, I guess great. We've got gross things in Star Wars now. Okay, dude. Horrible people. Let it go because we can't talk about a lot of spoilers and it's killing me. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, I read Letter Media, and yeah. one of them made the comment there's not a whole lot you can do with Star Wars. Right. How do you feel about that comment? I think they're right. I think they're right. I think because, but it's not a knock. It's not a knock. It's what. You must understand. Well, yeah, have you have an established storyline? There's only no, no, so no, no, much no, no. you can squeeze. What in you the have? Gaps. No, 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 not no, even that's that. Not what they're talking about? No, no they're no. talking about going beyond. Yes, the uh, the hero's journey type. Uh-huh. This is the the thing I talk about with my improv students. The uh, the Street Fighter analogy, right? You remember Killer Instinct and in Killer Instinct fighting game? There were certain levels when you could walk towards your opponent. And continue to walk towards your opponent, and they can back up from you, and you can continue to walk, and it would go on and on and on, 360, never ending, never ending, and you could run out the time clock by backing up while the other person is walking towards you, right? Mm-hmm. Street Fighter, there is a confined space. Once you hit a wall, you hit the wall. You turtle, you hide, but the person could come in and get you. They can come in and attack, all right? It causes conflict. It causes a moment. It causes, it causes connection. You're forced to be in that moment with the person you don't want to be with. Okay. That's drama. Today is the day I sit in the room with the person I hate, look them in the eye and force myself to stay there instead of running, screaming. Why are you looking at me? That's I know. Right? He, knows. <laughs> he, knows. he knows. You're in his eye. So line. that's, so he that's knows. what it's about. So that's what it's about. <laughs> Star Wars, like any great fiction, like any great universe or sandbox to play in has perimeters. But when Disney money and Disney creative minds, gifted as they are, come into that sandbox, those boundaries break down and it spills out and open into places out of control to a place so far that you can't hit that wall. And that happened so many times in this movie where there's so much cool shit happening, but nothing mattered because there was no wall. The, the fact that creative strife and struggle 
gave us so many moments that were key in the original trilogy. The fight of having to go against budget and time. And there's none of that in this. There's no constraint. And it shows. It showed in the prequels and it shows in this film. There is no constraint. And if you lose that box, that very specific square in which the rules of Star Wars need to be adhered to stupidly then you spread it out and it becomes something other than Star Wars for better or worse and when you do that and all you've done is you've expanded into this whole other thing and then just kept throwing in pieces of images of remember remember member berries just dashing member berries <laughs> all along the fucking route road it loses that core sense of what makes this franchise what it is unfortunately I think what they're getting at and what I feel too is you got to find out stuff about the Skywalkers. Well, that's mm. when it that's when it re- the rubber hits the road. I think and if okay. if if the consequences and and trials and tribulations of that family aren't foremost in the outcome of the film, there's real trouble and I think that See, goes to the is, prequels too. Well, well if be, how does that square then with say expanded universe novel stuff that had okay that well, goes beyond that? I think I think that's another big misstep too. They had so many great things going on in the EU. They do, uh, but they also had a lot of stuff in the EU that I mean, was yes, garbage. there was a lot. Yeah, there's, of it. There's, 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 a lot of there's a lot of dreck. Yeah, you're right. Uh, but but you also have all that side stuff, Star Troopers, even the aftermath stuff by Chuck Windig, which yep. is pretty damn good. I don't know. I think uh, you know they they've made a terrible uh, judgment call in excising all that and having to start over again because you see a lot of the same things being retold with slightly different players. I mean, you you tweak Cassian Andor a little bit, you got Dash Rendar. It's not, you know, they're not going miles away from the EU material. They're just fucking with it. You know? <laughs> that's that, no, that's that you t- know, it's funny because you were saying all that and and in general I agree with you. I just don't, I don't think this movie violates it too much. Uh, I mean, and you know, your mileage will vary. I, I'm glad people are enjoying this movie. Knock yourself out. It just did nothing for me except make me really sad. <laughs> really, really sad. I and not sad because I felt something for the characters. Sad because I didn't feel anything and wanted to leave a Star Wars movie. This is the first Star Wars movie I will never see more than once. This is the first Star Wars movie I will never own on video. Wow. I thought the movie was refreshing because I didn't, I didn't want another Star Wars story about Han and... Skywalkers and all them. I've already, I've seen that. Yeah, I mean, okay, yes. You but, wanted to see the broader universe. Yeah, but, yeah. but, yeah. And this is back where I'm when I where I like the uh, Star Trek series stuff better than a lot of the movies because you can tell stories that aren't in this giant. Well, and although, although this one is, the world's going to end if we don't do it. But it's it's a smaller story than yes. the. Yeah, you and, can tell stories that aren't about saving the universe. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's TV series, it's and a, in fact, you should. Yeah, so. it's a story about happier. deriving hope from hopelessness because yeah. for these characters they don't have any hope, but they're trying to push hope forward, which would obviously run into the, you know, the original trilogy. But does that yeah. make any sense, Kirsten? Like the just the, the they're playing. I don't know. Well, you're, you're, that that last uh, three minute. Uh, di- you know, Speech was much more cogent than anything you said the rest of the time. <laughs> well, we it's just stupid. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, sucks. Yeah. I no, hate it. Well, but but that's why we have these discussions because we got to get dig deep to yeah. get you to that point, right? Because well, it, it hurts me. I love the fucking thing, and it just hurts me. Um, 
you can tell stories. Here, you have could, a cookie. I guess you could tell stories without. <laughs> you could tell stories without the Skywalkers, but I. But I guess then you must tell a story with someone that you really care about. In the universe as it's established, you're going to eventually have to tell the Skywalker story because they are the most important family in this universe that well, Luke has they established. Seem to be. Because, because, but there's so many other elements that have to drive the rest of that story forward so that you can tell that hero's journey that it's it, it literally has to happen. I now, want let, another let me, let me ask you this. Do you think there's room in Star Wars to tell a Star Wars story that doesn't necessarily have to that doesn't necessarily carry the rebellion versus empire story? Yes. You think See, now, the reason I asked you about yeah. Red Letter Meteor, Paul, is uh-huh. my feeling that I got from them mm-hmm. was that no. It's like you you really have a very tight uh, what you can tell in, well, in Star Wars, and I don't, I don't see that in particular. No. At their point was there was no story here. Like that was the whole thing, and I think that was the that was the difficult thing. We know what the story is. We know what's going to happen. So the big hurdle was how do you make this story that everybody knows what's going down compelling at all? And I and I, you know you have to really have some characters with some meat on their bones, and they just didn't have it, and it and it it just feels so flimsy and and strange. It's just not, uh, you know, it doesn't. I, I honestly like the fact that nobody smiled, the fact that there was never any moment of celebration <laughs> or joy. There's it's just a it's a joyless film. Okay, I, I remember well, several well, of the characters. We can't get into the Olympics. No way. And, no way. And, no way. and right. welcome to me dealing with the Snyderverse. What? Yeah. <laughs> oh, dude. Well, that's well, that's that's exactly how it hit me too. I was like, "Fuck, man, am I watching Batman again? What is this shit? <laughs> Everything like this." All right, I'm going to say one fucking spoiler. No. Yes. No. I'm saying no, one no, fucking no. spoiler. We don't do that. Because this was fucking stupid. No, we don't. Doing Andy, it. calm I'll down. i tell you what. Put a pin in it. We'll bring it back next All week. All right. Fine. All right. Anyway. We've gotten this far. We might as well keep it alive. I'm bummed. I'm bummed because <laughs> Biggs is here and I'd like to, but it's all good. Exactly. <laughs> There's some fucking Mack truck holes in this goddamn thing. Mack truck. <laughs> which we will discuss next week. Yeah. Uh, before we continue on, I want to get a little business out of the way. Since we had the uh, the uh, special episode last week, I wasn't able to hit business, so I want to catch up on that. Uh, business. The book club book, which uh, it, we're coming to the end of the month now, is Hogfather and Christmas. Where do I those. find the book club? Uh, there's the look up Geek Shock Book Club. On the Facebook? <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. I tried. It's two words. Oh, did we block uh, you? You might have. Negativity. Shock. I seriously couldn't. I was looking for it. Discussions are open, so uh, when you finish one or both books, uh, feel free to join us on that. Uh, this week's Geek Shock AV Club movie is Beastmaster. I assume being oh, no. shown. Oh, my God. Show it on Thursday. <laughs> oh, I love that fucking movie. I just bought it's that a couple so months ago. Dumb. Oh, it is. It's, it's dumb. So it's dumb. But, but, Steve, you can care about the characters. <laughs> Hey, yeah, how I'll dare you, you say truth. that after I'll, you just said that? No, man. I'll tell you the fucking truth. I care more about those fucking ferrets than anybody in that fucking movie. 
Those, when that ferret fell in the lava, spoiler, oh man, way more impactful than any of that shit in Rogue One. Way more. Way more. So much more more meaningful. This is the guy that likes the animated Rambo series. Oh, yeah, I exactly. And then because the, the, it's dumb. Consider the source. And the, uh, the Alchemist. Dumb. I'm telling you. What's it, Action Bronson and shit like that. I don't like that shit. That's terrible. <laughs> but I'm telling you, man. I mean, I was just very relieved that Red Letter Media had my back on this one. Okay. Like, <laughs> anyway, continue, Targo, before we go back there. I of relief. Because I was like, am I going crazy? But I'm not the only one. Well, I'm they don't the like one. anything either, so it, it makes sense. <laughs> That's not you true. That's not true. They like some shit that I'm not. I don't either. Well, Everyone I stopped watching in, Red Letter Media because I got tired of all the negativity from them. So I'm just like, you know, most of the time they'll back up their points with valid reasons. Sure. A lot of times it's just coming down to I hated this because and I hated this because and I just I can't. I can't but deal you know with what? that anymore. That is a valid criticism. Right. Seeing a movie, you're allowed to no, hate things I, for whatever reason. No, and I get reason. that, but it's just like it seems to me like it's all turned into negativity. I hate this, and I hate. What this, was the one that he this. liked the other? Oh, he loved Jurassic World. Yes, he did. He loves Jurassic really? World. Really? Yes. Yeah, I'll have to watch that one. Right. I mean, so, <laughs> but see, that's what I'm saying. Like, like I'm not, I'm not crazy here. I'm not crazy. <laughs> well, I just like. I just got tired of watching, you know, I hate this after I hate this, so. and I wanna, it's, not, it's not all I hate. I want to sh- throw out a big thank you to Shock Monkey Elizabeth. Send us a Yay, beautiful package God. of gourmet popcorns and chocolate and chocolate popcorns. Mm. And, oh, it's amazing. Yes. But I put the edict to the gentleman. They are not allowed to eat any during the yes. show. You are welcome. Yeah. So thank you so much, Elizabeth. <laughs> That's extremely generous. And thank you to Michael Osroth, who gave me a cheese sandwich. Oh, what? A cheese sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> I can't uh, find You can't find it because geek shock is two separate words. Ow, balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree with Paul. I, it I, I be just one showed word. him that it's four words and he still put it in his. <laughs> so, uh, gentlemen. Yeah, yeah uh, well, actually, just to build on uh, the lesson yeah. from yeah. Uh, yeah. Shock yeah. Monkey Elizabeth, yeah. if you want to send us food, send us like cotton candy. <laughs> Which uh, will wash in the water. Oh, soft, wait a minute. Wait malleable. a minute. Hello, so Maple Leaf. You all right there? Holy <laughs> what, what What happened? What? Did you get another hot squatch? Oh, alien fresh jerky. <laughs> colon cleaner beef jerky? <laughs> <laughs> what? And, and Matt. Colon he, cleaner? That's he, a true hot squatch. Just, no, 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 no. <laughs> Keep that away from me. <laughs> he just colon jumped cleaner. on it. Matt Matt is down in some water. <laughs> that reminds me of that damn SNL skit, the colon blow. <laughs> well, except they never acted like this. <laughs> I mean, oh, God. you're going after that Phil water, Hartman. Andy, you I might miss. have to take Matt to the hospital again. Again? <laughs> I miss Phil Hartman so much. Right? Yeah. I mean, God damn His wife Matt didn't. Well, oh, oh, holy shit. Wow. Kudos. Dude, holy it's kudos. always shit. too soon for that. Holy shit. Man. Is wow. Oh, God. That's amazing. <laughs> Andy is That's so amazing. fucking proud of himself. hurt <laughs> <Here>, myself. <laughs> you know what? Just for that, you have to have some of this. <laughs> Super like cold and so, gentlemen, we got a little bit of time left. We can still talk about anything you might have done geeky this week you want to share? Uh, I, in addition to watching Rogue One, I started... Uh, I, I only got the first episode in last night because I were thinking they were half-hour episodes. They ended up being 48-minute episodes. But I started the uh, White Rabbit Project oh. on uh, uh, Netflix, which is... Is uh, it more of the same? Is it more... It's uh, the presentation. It is... 
It is very Mythbustersy. Uh, it is still done by Beyond Productions, who produced Mythbusters for uh, Discovery uh, Networks. Um, it's uh, Tori Belici, uh, Grant Imahara, and Kari Byron, who were the started off as the build team, and then um, you know ended up having their own segments on the show. Um, it is more of them researching, not necessarily myths, but other. You know, internet rumors, uh, etc. Like, I'll I'll give you an example. The first episode is um, about real life superpowers. Like, okay, with our level of technology today, what kinds of superhero superpowers could we recreate? So, um, they address like flying and uh, uh, harnessing electricity, and uh, one of them they're talking about mind control, etc. So. uh, you know, they, they talk about it from, uh, you know, what is available currently with technology level. and I'm and trying then, to figure out who's breathing into their microphone. It's not me. It's either this, him or him. Unless it's my knee, I'm clear. Sorry, I, is it me? I don't know. Continue. But anyway. Um, so, yeah. And then, of course, there's the practical application where they test it out. And, uh, of course, hilarity ensues. Oh, that's just sexy. You can keep that going. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm dead sexy. <laughs> But uh, no, it was a, it was a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to seeing more. And I will have to say this: I didn't realize how much new content Netflix has put on there. It's ridiculous. And, I mean, yeah, I, possibly I, ridiculous. I yeah. knew about like three new uh, series that just hit, and I went. Th- part of the reason I went in there was to go through and add them to my list so that I could finish watching them. And I'm like, they've got movies in there that actually yeah. look fairly intriguing yeah. that you, are I exclusives. Click, and I'm like, wow. Your, you scroll through your options, yeah. recommend, and they and play you, you the trailer. The, you hit the original line. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I wonder what's this. And the thing is fucking never ending. Yeah. It used to just go like four or five spaces right. and right, then right. it would loop back around. I spent, I think, a good five minutes going through it's, it's ridiculous. one by it's one amazing. without even watching the trailers. And you know what? And it, it just kept going. It was created. By all those idiot studios who started pulling their shit because they want to do their own streaming yeah. exclusives. Mm-hmm. And so, they, so Netflix is like, well, fine. We'll do our own. They're, they're not going to collapse. They're doing yeah. original shit. And they're doing it incredibly well. Yeah. yeah. Well, they're they're buying up films at film festivals and, um, and at uh, general screenings trying to find a distributor. Oh. They're doing that. So... Um, I knew they were doing that. I just didn't realize the extent to which they had done that. Uh, the other thing that was in there, um, I've been wanting to watch that documentary for the love of Spock mm-hmm. that uh, Adam Nimoy, right, uh, Leonard Nimoy's son, did. And I've I had just recently put the Blu-ray it's, in it's my very, cart. Very good. And when I popped up next Netflix, the first recommended for you thing that popped up there like, was that. And like, I was wait, like, wait, wait, oh my it. god, <laughs> I I'm, I'm gonna be able to watch this. I'm still gonna buy it, but. Um, I was glad that uh, I can actually watch it. There's probably going to be a Google Chrome add-on that you can put on there that if you throw something on your Amazon cart, all of a sudden Netflix pops up and says, wait, 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 we have this. There you go, right. <laughs> Before you purchase, consider. That right. A couple days ago. It's quite, quite good. But, uh, yeah, uh, a friend of mine is actually in the film. Um, I've heard it's was misty a big inducing. donator. Uh, yeah, he, he was, he's seen it like five times, and he's in the thing, and he said each time it brings a tear to his eye, so... Yeah. I watched Grease 2 for the first time on Netflix. That's what Whoa. Netflix gave me. You had never seen Grease 2 I, before? And nor will I ever see it again. That trash <laughs> fire. <laughs> Man, did you, have you guys seen all the riff tracks that popped up on Amazon? No. no. Do, you, do you have Amazon like, like Prime? Amazon Prime? Yeah, man. Ooh. Lots of riff tracks. 
I hey, don't have to do that. Oh man, I've been I have watching Amazon the Prime shit out of those things. <laughs> the movies, because I have a bunch of the shorts DVDs. Oh but yeah, the movies. These mo- I watched <laughs> Stone Cold last night with Brian Bosworth. Oh man, oh, that my film God. is so terrible. Oh, did you see the rip tracks? <laughs> I, I definitely need to see the rip tracks. <laughs> it is. I the think that's worst. the only way I would ever watch it. That was exactly my. I was just, I, it, watching it. I was like. It, 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 I was like, oh, Trump's America. It, it, and, it, and it so is when you watch it. It's so scary. It's so scary. Ha! I just realized the one way you will watch Rogue One again. Uh-oh. Riff tracks. Somebody riff tracks it. Mm, oh, yeah. Here it is. Riff tracks. Maybe. Stone Cold. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's the extent of Paul's hate. I might watch it if it's riff tracked. They will tracked. eventually. They always do the Star Wars Yeah, movies. I guess that's true. Yeah, I might watch it riff tracked. Oh, there's one thing in there. It's so dumb. No. You it's sit on so it. You dumb. sit on it until no. next week. I'm just, I just want to fucking say it. I know you do. I know. So fucking stupid. All, uh, there's so much stupid, but this one is just like. Anyway, Lies. Deceptions. Klaxon. 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 Where were the klaxons? <laughs> they were all in there. <laughs> Where? I'll see the thing. When? I saw it again the third time. It's Where all is it? Things. In all three acts. Yes. I never heard them. Yeah. Well, you I, weren't listening. I, they're all in there. Where did you see this movie? Yeah. In the pit of hell. On his phone. Were you watching it over your belly? Nope. I was watching it in uh, Red Rock at a normal show. Yeah. So I um, went to see Ukulele Orchestra of Great Britain two weeks ago, but we got crazy. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, and I, I just want to mention it because uh, I think there's still a you didn't couple more dates. Okay. I think there's a couple more dates in the States. Where they're they playing? They're playing around the States. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, they almost, uh, they think this may be the first time. No, it's not the first time, but it's, they don't come over to this side of the puddle <laughs> very often. They play a lot in England and Europe, but they don't, not over here very often. So, and they so are tell fun. me about the Ukulele Orchestra of Great Britain. It is oh. seven or eight people playing ukulele and they're playing these amazing, um, I mean, it's literally orchestral. I mean, it, it sounds like they've got more instruments than they do. <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> they're doing, um, you know, obviously a lot of covers, uh, pop songs. Um, uh, they did some Bowie. Uh, they did uh, Life on Mars. They definitely do a cover of Life on Mars. But they're just alternately... <laughs> Alternately beautiful and hilarious. You just, were aiming just, at a hey, vent. Just okay, Biggs. Just put your mic down until you have something to say. Not in your crotch. <laughs> Don't fart. I'm Sanitize hearing noises I've never heard in my earphones before. Mm. This is. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, talking about geeky things this week, we did some uh, card playing uh, oh, on yes. Friday. We uh, played some uh, Serenity Flux, Firefly Flux. Oh, nice. Yeah, Firefly. Um, and uh, uh, I guess the biggest geeky thing was poor Paulette was subjected to Steve's O-Face. Oh. <laughs> oh, wow. Lucky? Yeah. <laughs> that was... Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, was just, it was really funny because I forget you... Steve was like... Doling out a hand or cards or something where it was really good, and he was like, "Oh!" And we just got in the bringing it up type, and then Paulette, Paulette just goes, "What, Steve? Is that your O face?" And Steve, being a professorial theater teacher, decided to demonstrate with, with no, no, some no. improv. With with that was my O face. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and we just saw it again, folks. <laughs> <laughs> You guys heard it, but we had the pleasure of seeing it. Yes. 
And I played the most munchkin hand of munchkin ever. Oh. Yes. Most munchkin y? Well, yeah. Oh, oh douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking cunt. Well, you went to level one to ten in three turns? Well, first of all, I have to get rid of cards in charity. And Andy is like at the lowest level. So I'm like, all right, I got this level one. We're playing Munchkin Conan. Okay. And I got this level one Children of Jill. If you know Conan stories, it, it's just a very minor reference. But they're level one. I'll give it to Andy so he can get himself a little level. We go around like twice. And then Andy throws it down and then begins layering up to like level 30 so he's level 30 <laughs> yeah. against this level one creature so we're throwing out everything we fucking possibly can everybody oh you motherfucker this oh, and we actually yeah. we actually build it up so it's actually it looks like andy's gonna we got him finally and it's like and i'm like because i'm ready to roll i will win on the next round because everybody has shot their wad and we're throwing down this. We throw down o the faces curses. And shot wads. Yeah, I know. It this was, was a sexy missing, game. You're missing game this, night, It's man. Conan, so there's got to oh, be yeah. some sexy time. And then at the end of it all, Andy's like, well, I went anyway because he throws out the card Conan. Conan. Conan help, helps you. Conan helps you where Conan comes in and beats the monster. And you don't get any treasure because Conan takes it. But you get your level. <laughs> and he sat on that card and let us blow all all of our we spent 10 minutes wow calculating yeah. and throwing shit down and so then he throws out at that this card. moment this is when it triggered me <laughs> <laughs> so i was like you could have just thrown that out you fucking asshole and i was like what are you todd that's exactly no, what i said <laughs> i gotta say bravissimo so. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. andy was very proud of himself i was i'm proud that's terrific. Totally killed Steve's O face. <laughs> oh. You forgot that. <laughs> <laughs> followed by the tears. Yeah. <laughs> That's the Margaret Thatcher face. Yeah. That, <laughs> oh, those won't be dropping for a while. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've neglected some emails for a week, so we should go uh, do a few of those real quick. Sure. Yes. Uh, first, we'll do one regarding last week's show, the crossover. All right. Spectacular, spectacular. That was a great the crossbred show. show. That was, yeah. Season's greetings, Electro Marmosets. <laughs> I just wanted to drop you a line to tell you how nice it was for you all to have those guys from the Infected Pete's side project, the Dairy <laughs> Council meet and greet on your show. <laughs> Given the current divide in our country between the carbon-based and the bile-based life forms, it was refreshing to see you guys being so charitable with your airtime and give a hand to those still struggling in the podcast world. Personally, I prefer humor-based podcasts. But I'm always willing to give things into new things a try. And although Mitch's understanding of the source material and his delivery appeared a little shaky at first, by the last 10 minutes of the show, he seemed to be getting into the groove of things just fine. Don't let me discourage him. A couple hundred hours or so under his belt, we'll be calling him Johnny Podcast in no time. I just know it. I didn't get the name of the homeless man Mitch brought with him. <laughs> I only saw the video. But it was good to see somebody cleaning up and making a new life for themselves after apparently hitting rock bottom. <laughs> so congratulations and kudos to both the Dairy Council meet and greet and the hideous sofa shop. You guys are the best. Yours truly, Secretary of Defense, Scully. Oh, thank you, Scully. <laughs> kind words, Scully. Kind words. Who also liked Rogue One? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no accounting for taste. That's 
Everybody can like what they want. <laughs> Next piece of mail. Hey, boys. Terrible fucking move. <laughs> so I've been listening for a while. And thanks for the chuckles. Yeah. In regards to episode number 365. Remember, this is... Oh, yeah. 368. So back up it's a little. It's funny how the number itself brings back all the memories. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. just like Star Trek. In regards to 365, two things I like to touch on. One is oh, the... There's a couple things I like to touch on. The latest Plinkett Star Wars review. That would be the one about Force Awakens. Right. Right. Wasn't very and, good. And two, please don't quit XCOM. Aha. The easy one first. I think you can disable turn limit restrictions in your settings for XCOM, but maybe not on your console. So right. I Our couldn't find bleeps. it. I, I quit bleeps. it. I'm done with it. Yeah, I'm going to go back in. I, I still want to give it more time. I love it. Sorry, I love it too much to quit. I, I have given up. You're, you're please fall on deaf ears. No. Uh, concerning the point. That's what I What? No. Speaking of, uh, never mind. Finish the email. Go ahead. Okay. I'll uh, get my point after. All right. Get your point after. Concerning the Plinket review, the review wasn't a review of Force Awakens per se, but rather Star Wars as a whole. Yes. I think if you look at it through that lens, you may have a different opinion or not. Anyway, I heard Jay Bauman talking <clears throat> on Rich Evans' Twitch channel about it. Uh, by the way, for those that watch Twitch, Rich is delightful, but his co-host Jack makes me want to jam knitting needles into my brain. <laughs> I like You Jack. have been warned. <laughs> I like Jack. In closing, I'll leave the boring stuff for the postscript, but let me leave some words of wisdom for Andy. Oh, shit. That one. <laughs> rubble, 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 rubble. <laughs> truer words were never spoken. <laughs> no, no, Andy. You mean truer words never spoken. <laughs> Gay for Commander K. John, a.k.a. Storm Scooper. All right. Storm uh, Scooper. Good uh, name. P.S. Links for you guys. Tales to Terrify.com. Torgo. There's a short short horror audio book updated weekly. And the Cromcast, Kirsten. Podcast dedicated to Howard and weird fiction. Crom. The Cromcast. He's writing it on his phone right now. Friday the 13th. You watching that? All right. Jake Godbold glorious human being sent me a steam key for the, beta the early beta. access the early oh, access wow. beta. It's so good it's so good i, I haven't watched it yet and i yeah. went on and i loaded it up and i could not connect to any game whatsoever oh, oh no i don't too know busy. I, I don't know if it was too busy or if it was just a time where they kind of shut it down to work on some things so my timing was probably off but mm-hmm. i want to thank you jake i do have it and i look forward to trying it again tomorrow it, I've went through like the instructions. Watch, it looks fun. Did you watch it on Twitch at all? I haven't. I've, I've watched only the stuff that the uh, developers have put out. It kind of looked like Survive Till Dawn. Yes. It has a lot of similarities to that. Is that called Survive Till Dawn? Am I, um, but like I, I do, Till Dawn. I do like that. Live Till Dawn. The person playing Jason senses fear. And as the camp counselor, <laughs> as you come across things that would scare you, destroyed radios and things that, that show evidence of Jason, then you, your panic level rises and you have to keep that tamped down as best you can. And everybody has stats as to how well you can do that. How do you do it? Um, how do you stay chill? You, you just go look you go, at the you go, water? You stay in groups. That works for me. You stay in groups, well-lit areas, nice. things you would do in normal. Interesting. You know, to tamp down your own personal fears but the more you fear the more jason can pinpoint where you're at like if the house you're hiding in will glow red if you're high fear Uh so he doesn't know where you're at in the house but he knows you're in that house 
Crazy. So who would you want to play as, the counselor or I would or like Jason? to play as the counselor. Okay. Uh, that seems like the most fun and the scariest way to play that game. Because, you know, Jason's just a powerhouse. Mm-hmm. But there's multiple ways of, of winning the game, calling the police. You can take yep. on Jason yourself. You can fix the car and drive away. <laughs> there, there's a few things you can do. You can't actually kill the killer. But you can incapacitate. Temporarily, right? Because he, he can yeah. get back up after a sure. Certain- yeah. Okay. Sure. And you also, as some, I think, if somebody escapes, you can call Tommy, the the character that uh, came back later to be the Jason Killer in the uh-huh. in the mid series. Yeah. I think it's like like four through six. So, and then that person has a single shot shotgun that does massive damage. So if they can use that on Jason, it works really well. There's a, they put a lot of movie thought into this game. It's really impressive. <laughs> It sets itself apart from the um, Dead to Daylight or something, whatever that one is, yeah. which is your, you play as a killer. It's mm. way different, so I like that. Well, that that one also you can play as the victims as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, but this one has like the fear aspect onto it. it sets itself apart from the other one. So yeah, it's you're, cool. you're right. This one seems a little more complex and definitely tailored to Friday the Thirteenth. They are definitely fans. Matt, is that a Golden Knights T-shirt? It is. Holy crap! The Las Vegas Golden Knights. Yes. For now. Wow. For now. Yes. For now. That's why I got it. It could be a collector's. Yeah. Very well will be. I actually like uh, John L. Smith suggested the Neon Knights, which has a much more Vegas-y name. Oh, definitely. wow. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's definitely more fitting, I think. Fuck. Once you hear it, it's like, why didn't they come up with that? Yeah. Right. And you wouldn't even have to change Neon the... Neon Knights was it. All you would have to do is do, do a little bit of Wait. color change on it, and yep. it would be... I can almost guarantee that Neon Knights is copyrighted out there somewhere. <laughs> well, Sheldon just has to shell out the fucking bucks. <laughs> yeah. I was also going to say, like, the so much for my Knights, bonus. And that's also a DC... That's a DC comic thing. How about we call them Daddy's Penis Tastes Funny? <laughs> hey, there you Let's go. Let's call them that. Nobody's copyrighted that. Nah. What? Not with Daddy's anybody penis with any nerve, funny. anyway. <laughs> Apart from it being a song by <laughs> Black Sabbath, it doesn't appear to be copyrighted. That's a song by Black Sabbath? It's <laughs> Neon Knights. <laughs> oh, Neon Knights? Yeah. Oh, not Daddy's Penis. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, the, the original interpretation of that line is my favorite one. I just see Osborne singing that. Like, <laughs> with a big I, penis in the back. I want to call the episode that, but I refuse to call the episode that. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. come on. The daddy's penis. <laughs> it is funny. But on stage, you know, big inflatable one on fire. <laughs> I think we have our idea for the uh, the uh, Spinal Tap sequel. Yeah. All right, so let's do Sharon. <laughs> let's do one more email. Okay. Dear Ludmilla Gangbang Show. <laughs> oh good God! Oh no, only one of us. Did you, it's Andy? The, have you finally heard the Ludmilla love song? I still haven't found it. <laughs> it's coming up. Um, Grant uh, went and put. Uh, Sorry, Graham went and put all the songs from all the episodes into MP3 files. Oh, great! It's all up there in the in the if you're a cloud, that one's that one's on up yet. If you're on the um, Patreon scoop, scoop group, yeah, oh, if you're Patreon. Patreon, yeah, you can get it with That's all the right. other downloads. Uh, Dear little Mella Gangbang Show, I was born with a birth defect called maxillary sinus pneumatization. Uh, the synopsis is my sinus cavity is a lot larger than it should be. 
and extends very low on my face, and the palate of my mouth is very thin as a result. Not much of an issue until someone who has it hits their earlier mid-30s. There's some sort of biological trigger that occurs around that time frame where your body suddenly starts to compensate for the low bone density in the region and begins diverting nutrients intended for you, your teeth to your bone structure. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Uh, the result is you get the rapid onset of what seems like meth mouth for no oh. reason as your teeth literally begin to turn color and dissolve away at a rate measured in months, sometimes weeks. God damn. Ugh. There's really nothing you can do. Terrible. So you just get every tooth yanked and go for full dentures. Sure. Which okay. is what I did several years ago. Why am I telling you this? Stay with me. <laughs> oh, boy. About a month ago, I bought a combination leaf blower and mulcher so I wouldn't have to rake the yard again this year. After finishing tidying up the yard, my wife and I sat down for a break. I was holding the leaf blower upright between my feet and suddenly had the bright, hey, Beavis, watch this idea <laughs> oh, to no. see how far in the air I could launch my top denture plate off the leaf blower nozzle. What? <laughs> it was like thousands of dollars. Why all right, he must that? he must do like launching denture plate stunts all the time for this to just suddenly be like a cool idea. About seven feet, if you're curious. Okay. <laughs> However, my denture didn't go straight up. It went slightly behind me, hit the concrete of my carport, resulting in what I thought was a minor crack. Uh-oh. I tossed some super glue on it for good measure, called it a day. Then... The Hot Squatch episode of Geek Shock happened. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Yesterday morning, I found myself in the licky and chewy aisle of my local convenience store and decided to see just how much of a puss-puss Paul is. <laughs> oh, so I grabbed a Hot Squatch. Very much. Oh, dear. I'm a total puss-puss. I came home, peeled the wrapper, and took a bite. I was two chews in when there was a loud pop from inside my mouth. Oh, no. And everything went to shit. Oh, no. <laughs> the crack in my denture was worse than I thought. Oh, no. My plate had split completely into right down the middle. Oh, oh no. I literally snapped into a Slim Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Macho Man would be so proud. How yeah. fitting that all I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. And the other 12 would be a great bonus as well. Right. Obviously, this is all Paul's fault. I'll <laughs> sure. have my dentist send you the bill for the replacement denture. Until then, who wants a gummy beige? The Thomas. Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, man. I, I love that story. I'm so sorry it happened, but I love yeah. that story. Thank you for the Thomas Thank for, you for sharing. sharing that. Yes, that's right up there with those. I laughed so hard I crashed my car listening to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Story. <laughs> you know what? Scurvy and sepsis just about. How would that go? Mm. Old scurvy and sepsis. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> somebody when, posted the pite in a picture of foam. Uh, yeah, yeah. Song yeah. Uh, Scoopo Steve. Yes. Yeah. Yes, the, uh, the scurvy and sepsis. Yes. You kept talking about their boat car thing. Da, 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 da. Uh-huh. It was the boatmobile. Why the fuck didn't we know it's a boatmobile? Uh, <sighs> I was thinking more they might be giants boat of car. Nice. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> News you don't give a shit about. Yeah. <sighs> Wesley Snipes. Yes, yep. I, I do care about him. Is preparing to release his first novel. I can't. <laughs> I, I'm still on board. Talon of God. Oh, I'm off. (laughs) Which will be published July 25th, 2017 by Harper Voyage. The book is being co-written by Ray Norman. 
story follows Lauren Jefferson, a young doctor who gets tied up in an apocalyptic battle between heaven and hell, and a spirit warrior called Talon Hunter. The project was developed with plans to bring it to the big screen, but for now, it's a book. Mm-hmm. Quote, there are spiritual warriors that inhabit this planet who are here to help balance out the evil forces, and they're always looking for the next apprentice, Snipes told Deadline. Quote, 20 years ago, I read Spawn. Now it's my turn. <laughs> and when they find the next apprentice to train, the next heir apparent. City of Bones. Then they can move on to the higher realms, unquote. I get so exasperated with any of this Dark shit. Man. <laughs> Snipes described the vibe of the story as equal parts Constantine, the devil's advocate, and little bits of Blade. A little bit of Blade. Ooh, so exciting. It also has a, quote, (laughs) urban element, hip-hop element, and supernatural elements, unquote. Demolition Man. Spawn. (laughs) He said he wrote the series with a strong female lead to, quote, bridge the gap in equality. Underworld. Well, that and (laughs) they don't pay their taxes. (laughs) Poor guy. That is some bullshit. That's the hell part. IRS. Yeah, right? (laughs) IRS is the devil. News you don't give a shit about. Wonder Woman's role as an honorary ambassador to the UN has come to an abrupt end less than two months after receiving the designation due to the backlash the appointment received. Some felt the character's sexualization was sending, quote, the wrong message to young girls and protested the character as a symbol for gender equality. The 45,000 signatures that signed the petition against the honorary title only focused on the over-sexualization of the character. So instead of allowing a comic book character to hold an honorary title because of the wide-reaching influence she already had on females of all ages all over the world, they'd rather send the message that empowerment and equality is only allowed if it fits to a specific aesthetic You know, I, I saw some of the pictures that they posted onto that uh, that p- online petition. They posted pictures where she was showing a little excess cleavage. Okay. So like like the, that particular renditions of the character was a little more busty. And, and I'm like, that's not the entire run of the character. Right. This this was you mean, one artist's you mean interpretation. They picked and cho- chose their, yeah, exactly. their evidence to Now let's be fair. <laughs> She was originated by a dude yes. who came up with her basically as a BDSM that is side where she project. Began. You know, no, it's a little... That's... But that's not their argument. You're right. That, yeah. but they don't even understand that. No. They, they're just right. like, oh, she's show, she wears skimpy clothes. Yes, that's it. That's yeah, their I mean, there's a whole deep thing there with the creator and what was going on with his life and, yeah. and all that. It's really interesting. That. Exactly. Yeah. It really is. I, yeah. and, I mean, I totally defer to you on that one, Steve. You know <laughs> what's really going on in that situation. But, uh, but yeah. Um, it's another example well, of the, of the, the character outgrowing its creator. Yes, yes. But, uh, yeah, it's silly. That's a stupid thing to harp on. And only forty five thousand. It's yeah. like this is the UN. Well, yeah. part of their yeah, There's part seven of their, billion people. Part of their deal also was that there were several other women under contention before they. Their other thing was that they gave it to a fictional character Which as opposed a, to a real one that deserved it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was it was a little bit of a combination of the of the two. Um, but I would have thought the commercial aspect. Because DC is now ramping up for Justice League, mm. it's obvious that that's a well. Push and it was Wonder Woman's seventy fifth anniversary. Is uh, yeah, I just yeah. thought that you know. So, yeah, yeah, no big deal. 
News you don't give a shit about. <laughs> a new version of Little Shop of Horrors is now going ahead of Warner Brothers, and the studio has hired Greg Berlanti to direct oh. a, quote, fresh version of the movie with Matthew Robinson behind Black Box and Monster Trucks penning the script. Greg Berlanti is the writer-producer behind DC superhero TV series Arrow, The right. Flash, Legends of Tomorrow, and Supergirl. The new Little Shop of Horrors will be a musical based on director Frank Oz's 1986 movie that starred Rick Moranis as Seymour Krellborn, a nerdy young florist who raises a plant he discovers to be carnivorous and likes to feed on the flesh of human beings. The script is written by Howard Ashman, who adapted the movie from the 1982 off-Broadway musical he wrote with compu uh, composer Alan Menken, who was itself based on the 1960 film directed by Roger Corman. Let me stop you here. Is that the end of it? That's the end of it. Why don't we give a shit about that? I Here's the thing. I think this would be a great idea for one of those NBC live musicals. Sure. Yeah. On television. Well, that that would doing? be perfect. I would actually watch my first one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it needs another movie version. It's like, I it's mean, like what if somebody did another movie version of My Fair Lady or... Right. or Music man. Well, the only the only oh, reason yeah. I can think of is to change ending back to the original. Yeah, I think that's what their yeah. whole thing is. It's like, what if we did it, but we kept that original ending and surprised everybody? Yeah, that seems, they probably won't. That probably. seems Berlanti's style, though, so he would probably switch it back to the original. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure of it. I'm, I'm sure they will, if nothing else, cite uh, uh, musical purity, if nothing else, Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. To, to do that. It's uh, just trying to come up with a cast that can beat the original movie i mean it's kind of, yeah they're kind if, of iconic. which original movie are you talking about the, well the, the, no, the, the, the rick uh, moranis and, oh, yeah. okay so the there's really film. only yeah, the, one yeah when it comes down yeah. to it yeah i think i mentioned this on the show before i, I saw the a live production of that finally mm -hmm. and i was amazed that the uh um, dentist character doesn't get introduced till about midway into the show sure yeah, yeah. and and she's it's a pretty minor character when it comes yeah. to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, he is in the movie too. But yeah, that was more of a to show off Steve Martin and a little bit of uh, uh, departure from his norm. No, that was very much Steve Martin. Yeah. <laughs> With black hair. Yeah. <laughs> and to throw, uh, what's his name in there? Bill Murray. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Just, just to have them play together. But when it comes down to it, I, I, it's such a iconic musical. And that's where it gets, I think, rough on the remakes. Yeah. I mean, they haven't remade a lot of the classic musicals for that very reason. Sound of Music, West Side Story. Yeah. Because there's, for a lot of people, there's one version of that, unless you change the venue, which is, you know, right now, television. Right. Mm -hmm. Right? It's one of the reasons why there was a great Wiz TV version and not a new version of the Wiz movie. Right. Sure. And Although, I, th I think that, it, you know, the first movie didn't do very well at all. You're, yeah, yeah. No, yeah that would it be tanked horribly. And, and yeah. the musical didn't do all that great. Just no, right on down the road. <laughs> but it's become a cult classic, and they would really wouldn't do a new movie of it. Yeah. For that very reason. And this is very much that, too. Yeah. I mean, they're going to give it a shot. That's probably going to do pretty well. Maybe. I mean, it could get real. It, honestly, it really does depend on the on the cast. I mean, sure. if, they, if they keep the script and they keep all the music, first of all, it won't be all that different than the than the current movie version that exists, right? Um, 
So you're really the only thing you would be changing would be the cast and maybe the ending. So, which again you can you can find the original ending on a lot of you know DVDs and Blu-rays. Right, right. Because they so. didn't they shoot it. That's yeah. really killing you. Yeah, that's Paul? fucking killing me. What's getting you? Kirsten I, put this thing up. It's just a picture of Vader, and he says, "I'm not Sith. I'm Alt Jedi." Clarifies Darth Vader. <laughs> 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 That got me good. Alt Jedi. (laughs) And with that weekend geek. Oh, shit. (laughs) You were telling that whole story, and I was waiting for the shoe to drop, and I was like, yeah. Oh, all right, fine. There was no shoe. It it is a okay to get excited about news you don't give a shit about. Paul does it all the time. I do. Yeah. Just not a lot lately. Nah, not been a lot lately. <laughs> the hate is strong in this one. Well, that one the best. <laughs> oh, forget it. Yes. I have no, I'm, I'm out of pain. I'm out of it. In I'm fact, too much this, pain. this next Embrace story. Embrace your hatred. I'm gonna, and join me on the dark side. No, that's where I live. This next story, I'm going to assume Paul's going to consider we haven't left that last uh, segment. So. Okay. Margot Robbie is reuniting with her Suicide Squad director for Warner Brothers' upcoming DC Comics female-led villain movie. David Ayer has been, has been tapped to helm Gotham City Sirens, the comic book movie that will feature the returning Harley Quinn, Robbie. Uh, the movie is being described as a, quote, feature project that will showcase the top female villains from the DC stable, unquote. The title is based on a co- series of comics with the same name, which features Catwoman and Poison Ivy. The script is being penned by Geneva robertson Dwaret, who also is writing the upcoming Tomb Raider remake and Sherlock Holmes 3. Jeff Johns and John Berg will produce alongside Margot Robbie and David Ayer. And Warner Brothers is looking to make another spinoff as well, this time centering on Will Smith's Assassin Deadshot, as well as a Suicide Squad sequel itself. I'm very, very outraged at the sexism of DC Comics stable used in (laughs) reference to women. Like they are mares Phillies. to be stabled that is just that is wrong <laughs> women are people and they should say women are people you know, so what should it be dc DC's comics club or club association. place society league <laughs> i just wanted to get that progressive note who in. do you want to see uh biggs who's the female villain that you from dc that not enough love been shown. Who do you want to see well, pop up? If they do, in fact, base it on the comic series, then yeah, it's going to be Harley Quinn, uh, Poison Ivy, who in the comics do, in fact, have a relationship. Right. Um, and Catwoman. Uh, they might. Now, here's here's what their issue like is. Harley and now, Ivy are, are lovers? Yeah. yeah they, oh, eat, well. they eat at the Y, you mean? <clears throat> yes. Okay. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Um, uh, <laughs> Stop classing up the joint. <laughs> Big boom, she's a werewolf. You, boom, you're a lesbian? Is that what you're trying to do? Is well, that where you were going there? I've been a lesbian for years. Yeah, oh, okay. I am a lesbian trapped in a man's body. That's boom, true. you're a lichen. Yeah. Um, yeah. The issue is going to be trying to find the story. Uh, the oh, well, then they're fucked because nobody, nobody in Hollywood can do that anymore. God, <laughs> yeah. Um, it would be cool if they did kind of like a heist thing. Yeah. but I mean like sort of like spies? <laughs> yeah, it would be cool. Oh well, we're fucked. <laughs> you know, kind of like an Ocean's Eleven kind of. Thing. That's yeah. exactly what. Did you see it? That's yes. exactly what. <laughs> they had fun with it. God damn. Yeah. Oh well, that, god damn. I think, I think that's. I agree. It needs to be fun. Yeah, and I think 
I think here. Okay, so here's <laughs> when I'm not screaming at the car when you guys are doing the drunk history version of what's <laughs> going on in, with DC comics. Yeah, yeah oh right. My God! We don't. We don't know shit. I know enough to be dangerous. I'm reading the new Fifty Two Batman. That's it, and it fuels me with enough stupid to know. <laughs> I haven't read any of the recent <laughs> stuff, and I've given up on talking about the TV stuff with these guys because they, they don't. I am let a fan. Me finish. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, but you still don't let me finish. <laughs> yeah, that's just because so, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Like that's DC's fault, so, Jeff. You know so, that that chair can be replaced. Blame it on the rain. There, yeah. So behind the scenes, I think the move to have Jeff Johns and this other guy that you mentioned, uh, John be, Jeffs. Yeah, John Jeffs. Exactly. John Berg. Ha- John Berg having them basically be the Kevin Feige of the of the. Warner Brothers adaptations of DC Comics. See how it is? It takes two DC guys to be one Fige. <laughs> well, <laughs> and here's why. It's because, you know, as I He's keep... super Fige. As I keep ranting on the thing, DC Comics doesn't make movies. Warner Brothers makes movies and TV shows. True. And the problem is, when Kevin Fige set up Marvel Studios, it was a movie studio run by comic geeks. Warner Brothers is exactly the opposite. It's a studio that owns a comic book company that they mine for material. They're not comic geeks. And Boy, do they hit the wrong veins. Yeah. And, and now, now they have... I got that. <laughs> they have given Johns a whole lot of you know, power in the TV area. And I think that's they've seen how successful that is. And so they're like, well, okay, I guess this guy knows what he's talking about. And they're bringing him into the more strongly into the into the movie things um so yeah i think i think first of all margot robbie had a ton of fun making that movie and had a ton of fun watching her (laughs) right (laughs) and i think i think if if john is able to inject more of the fun into the dc stuff which again behind the scenes is kind of you can tell there's more funny in the previews for both justice league and um Wonder Woman. So I'm I'm seeing a lot more, at least in the previews, of the John's influence there. Maybe some of them will smile. I'm right? Worried, I'm worried about that Wonder Woman. I I Looks am rough. too. Looks real rough. But I think what, what she's, has changed? I think she's good. Nothing. DC. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think she's good, and I think Chris Pine is good. So I, I'm very Agreed. hopeful. What do you mean looking rough, Paul? What Just you... uh, the moments in the in the trailer. They're doing some weird stuff with her. I mean, you know, she's got her accent. Not nothing you can really do about that. But then her mother has nothing. Yeah, it's a little wonky. Well, I mean, yeah, she was scrapped, <laughs> scrapped out of clay. What the fuck? And the clay had the accent. <laughs> exactly. The clay. Fine, yeah. The vocal cords <laughs> didn't quite work right. But it's right. uh it's just kind of, just kind of no, odd. Yeah, it's it's got that some weird is your stuff standard going on. Hollywood. We're going ethnic, but we're not. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. they're just the the way Themyscira is kind of shaping up. It's it's like welcome to the dark world of Themyscira. It's like what? No, Themyscira is yeah. pretty and fun, and not and that that doesn't make it weak, right? 
it's beautiful. Right. It's not. It should, it's not foreboding. It's. They're it's, making it. They're like, they're like, you don't understand. This place is packed with lesbos, ready to slit <laughs> your fucking throat. Yeah, dude. It's, it's the, the mascara issue. is no fucking joke. You think Crystal Castle? No. Try Big Stone Fortress harder than your dick on its best day. <laughs> it's like it's just. It's just, it, <laughs> just. They don't get it that you can have beauty. Be powerful. Yes, I agree. It has. They have to. Well, Which has would to be, be the statement about Wonder Woman? Yes. Right. Yeah. That's what they're. But but the not. And, and also get the contrast in. She's leaving a world of beauty and art and right to go to man's world. Which she's is allowing horrible. herself to be exactly subjected to. Yeah. Precisely the contrast, and we're there's. Yeah. There's, it's there's, it's the whole thing of <laughs> it's the whole thing of of you know of. Warner Brothers needs to get it through their thick skulls, which I think they're finally getting it, that not all of their comic book characters are Batman. Right. Well, and it's like, it's like, you hit the nail on the head. It's like, you would give up this dark, abysmal palace of Themyscira to go live to in the that dark, night. abysmal world yeah, of like, man. Guys, you guys think Themyscira's fucked up? Wait till you see the world. Oh, man. But Because that's that's really what Donna oh, Justice was. Mm-hmm. Is like what you think? You thought Superman had some shit? Look at this! <laughs> <laughs> Look at this! Yeah. Oh fuck! Which, which again? So how many people are here are caught up with Supergirl? Um, I am up to the whatever Jeff. the Netflix. The answer is okay. Jeff. So <laughs> one one of the Jeff. things that they use the TV shows for again, I'm I'm hearing I'm I'm actually a um I'm a uh, uh, what do they call that? I'm a, degree, I'm a degree of separation away from Jeff Johns, actually. We, we have a mutual friend. Ah. And um, what they do with the TV show sometimes is float ideas out there on the TV shows that they then take to the big screen. So if you've been watching Supergirl this season, they floated out there a positive, smiling, proactive Superman to see how audiences would react to it. And what? Shocker. Everyone yeah. went, yeah, more like this. <laughs> I also like that he wasn't quite the, the bumbly Clark Kent. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, which again is a, it's a, that's basically kind of a John Byrne. He was kind, era. Yeah, it was kind of a styled, you know, not, you know, dressed to the nines kind of Clark Kent, but, you know, he had kind of modern clothing and, yeah, you know, which is the whole was just thing, walking along and, you know, which is the whole drinking thing his coffee, ever since et cetera. The, the burn yeah. era, which has been, Superman's not the real guy. Yeah. Clark Kent is the real guy. Yeah. And Superman it allows Clark Kent to do what Clark Kent's able to do. Right. And and so, yeah, so having him be a little bit more, he's still mild-mannered. Right. He's still a nice yeah, yeah, yeah. guy. You know, but he's just... He's yeah. such an asshole in those movies. <laughs> he's such an unredeemable asshat. His dad's an asshat. You made, they made Jonathan Kent a fuckstick. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Oh, God. Well, you, I don't know if you saw my rant on the on the Geek Shock... Geek, uh, what do they call it? The Shock Monkey Shock Lair? Monkey Lair. <laughs> that the, and I was talking to Kirsten about this the other day, too. It's like, yeah, I, I on balance, like both Man of Steel and... Batman v Superman, but yes, it would be nice if they had a Superman who could smile. And guess what? I've seen Henry Cavill do it, and he's really charming when he does. Mm-hmm. So, what did but, you think about that revelation about Jimmy Olsen? I, 
it, I was just like, and again, I think it was a thing where, you know, it got kind of a backlash and it's like, well, we just thought, you know, we deconstructed, but that's one of the things that came down from on high is no more deconstructing our fucking heroes. You know, if we're going to have Jimmy Olsen, it's going to be Jimmy Olsen. Now here's the thing. It's never said in text in the movie that the guy couldn't have just been using Jimmy Olsen's credentials. Yeah. So I'm hoping yeah. that we get an actual Jimmy Olsen. Who didn't get shot in the head by Zack Snyder? <laughs> God, I don't. Damn it. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> no, no. I know that DC wants to capitalize on the popularity of DC. Warner wants to capitalize on the popularity of um, superhero movies, but at the same time, be a little different from Marvel. But nevertheless. How can you not acknowledge that Marvel's success comes from the fidelity to source material? Exactly. You don't pop a cap and Jimmy Jimmy Olsen is bigger than Jasper Sitwell, right? Yeah. Sitwell, Hail Hydra, he just he I mean, and that was a big turn. I had mixed feelings about it, but I, but he's not a big enough character for me to be like, Oh fuck, what what are you bastards doing? But Olsen, yeah. it's like to have a, a three minute it's okay, Lois. Spoilers. It's just like what? Yeah. What? And, and why? It's like shooting, because he's, it's like shooting he's Dr. actually McCoy. A, yeah, yes, and because he's actually level. a CIA agent. <laughs> what? Anyway, yeah. Anyway, yeah. I have. Some yeah, issues. you want to deconstruct? I, I like it. Make him a working CIA agent. Make him the guy who's keeping his eye on Superman for the government. Yeah. There's your deconstruction. Not pop a cap in his head. Right. I like I like your uh, your no prize there though of the somebody using Nolson's name to go undercover. Yeah, well, I mean it could be because you know those sometimes never said it's a rescue. Fast. It's a rescue. Those yeah. movie CIA agents are always using well that authentic too. credentials. It's Jimmy Olsen, right? He's you know you see it in Supergirl. He's got the fucking watch. But CIA <laughs> Jimmy Olsen is like. Is he really saying it's okay, Lois, as opposed to, yeah, uh, Clark, now would be a great time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh, yeah. So, yeah, I do have some issues with this with the Snyderverse, but I think it's getting fixed. I think Warner Brothers has seen the writing on the wall with, I mean, with says, the disappointing. False God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and, and, and turning Lex Luthor into the Joker. Uh, wow, God. did they ever. Yeah. And I put a lot of that on Dingle Mert Scabbleblags, <laughs> that cat, to drop the ball did, on that Did you watch the... Zack the, Snyder? No. Oh, I think... Uh, Jesse Eisenberg? Eisenberg. I think yeah. Eisen, oh. really... Eisenberg's, like, like one-on-ones on the, D, on the DVD and Blu-ray talk about his take on it. I understand his take on it. I just don't agree with it. Right. You know, is that... It it's just like he felt like, you know, if this there's somebody that this level of an intelligence and he's confronted with the fact that, you know, he should have with that type of intelligence should have power and he's confronted with this this being that is all powerful but to his perspective doesn't have the knowledge st- to back up the power that would drive the guy insane trying to figure out how to achieve it. I get it. I just don't agree with the, I, the I take think, on it. Again, then he's Kanye. Then he's Kanye West. Yeah. Yeah. This goes back to this thing of what's the box? Yep. 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 
It's I think I think there's a legit version of having a younger Jimmy Stewart. I mean, we certainly saw Michael Rosenbaum was the best thing about Smallville. Yes, and a younger yeah. Jimmy Stewart. He meant Jimmy he Stewart. meant Lex Luthor. Wow. See, in, 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 was that your segue <laughs> to get your Stewart on the show? In Steve's dream world. Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart was Lex Luthor. <laughs> and now, holy uh, fuck! Here's the thing. That'd be amazing, right? Superman. Yes. But you're and you're. That would be great. Uh, but you're absolutely right. Rosenberg was the best. He was the best. Eisen- Rosenberg. Rosenblum. Who the Rosenblum? Eisenberg. Rosenbaum. Rosenbaum. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, Rosenbaum. Okay. Okay. His Lex Luthor on Smallville was because right. he was slowly driven insane. Right. Well, and again, you can, you to, can actually, well to a degree you can actually ask the question. You can He's, actually ask the question. Is he insane or just... I mean, one of the things that they're doing really nice in the new 52 is playing around with idea with the idea, is Lex Luthor a villain or is he just a human being who's going, these people do not deserve the accolades they're being given here. Yeah. All right, fine, they've got these powers, so the rest of us now are scum. When you have <laughs> when you have what Clancy Brown brought to the yeah. animated series, God damn. that is yep. the greatest Lex Luthor ever conceived. Yeah. Period. That the Lex Luthor of the Justice League Unlimited mm-hmm. is where it's at. Yeah. And you've got that template sitting right there. Again, it blows my mind. Is Bruce Tim just being handcuffed and thrown into a room before any meeting? No, he's is just that, not invited he, into no, all I, of yeah, it. Yeah, it yeah. was funny because back when is that sca- okay. the, the animated is kept separate, right? Yeah, this yeah. goes back a long time. Um, when the Batman movies were going off the rails and Joel Schumacher was doing those horrible things. <laughs> and the animated series was going strong. Right. And I was talking to somebody after... Uh, Batman and Robin. Which, maybe, whichever one... The first, uh, that's the first one we Whichever really one had oh. Two-Face and the Riddler Yeah, and, that's and a Robin. Batman Forever. Yeah. So... I said, so here, I said, this just kills me. The Riddler is not as compelling a character as Two-Face in general, mm. you know. So let's look, let's look at the animated series. The animated series had a two-part origin of, the, of Two-Face, which when you take out, strip out the titles and commercials, 20 minutes each, 40 minutes. They had a one-episode origin of the Riddler. So 20 minutes there. They had a two-part origin of Robin. So there's another 40 minutes. Now you've got, so you add all those things together, you got, I got to do math on my head. 100 minutes. 100 minutes. Add another 10 minutes of action sequences, there's your fucking movie. Right. How come the animated writers can do all that in 100 minutes and these guys can't make a coherent story in two hours? Because precisely the box. Yeah. And so Paul Dini was on a panel and somebody said, why don't you write one of the movies? Why don't you direct one of the movies? He goes, he goes because I'm in animation. They don't see me as being a movie director. Isn't that hilarious? As, as I mean, being a hilarious. movie it's writer. tragic. Yeah. It's and the like same thing with the comic guys. Yeah, it's why Jeff Johns hasn't been able to get kills really me. his foot in the door into the movie until recently. Anybody read that fucking vision book? Just, 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 if you're reading, oh my God, yeah. some of the stuff no, that's you're going preaching on the choir. I know, like, I know. It's just, it's just heartbreaking. Yeah, it's just, it's Hollywood showbiz ego. If you're not making movies, you, you know, then you don't belong in movies. Oh, God damn it! Doesn't matter how many Eisner awards you're winning. Well, yeah, right. just like you said. I mean, the, the the DC television was kept completely separate yeah. from the DC animated television, which yeah. was kept completely separate from the DC. 
movie division. Yeah, because all Warner Brothers going because it was, these. This yeah. is Warner Brothers Animation. This is Warner Brothers TV. This is Warner Brothers Movies. Never the Twain shall meet. <laughs> with Marvel Studios, there's still some cross with the television division, but even that's kind of being scooted it's off. It's getting as a, a little... separate as a separate thing yeah. now. And it's because why? It's because Marvel got bought by Disney, yeah. which has a TV division, yeah. an animated division, yeah, they've, and a motion picture. They moved division. the TV almost exclusively over to ABC. There's still some. They still do have some cross meetings, but. Yeah. It's it's almost completely separate now. Oh, they're also be done two separate cities with two different yeah. heads. So yeah, mm-hmm. you know, well, and that's one of the reasons why DC moved their offices to California to Burbank is because they can see they can see the writing on the wall. Yeah, yeah. So throughout Manhattan before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I got enough time for one more story. Ducktales uh, is being resurrected on Disney XD. Disney announced What's that. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> That's what I was hoping for. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> Disney announced the entire Ducktales vocal cast on what? On, on Disney XD. XD. Yeah. Oh That's boy! The channel. The X is for extra. The D stands for dick. Come on and get it. Disney XD. Is your afternoon boring enough? Get ready. You're about to get some D. Heavy D in the X. The XD. XD is Disney with a dick. XD. Don't forget your dick. X dick. X that D. Hey, is your D X'd? It will be soon. Get ready. Disney XD. All afternoon. Hours and hours of deep, hard XD. So much XD, you can't even imagine it. Do you like your XD with ducks? Well, now we've got that, too. The D stands for duck dicks. XD duck dicks. Are they corkscrews? Duck dicks. Woo-hoo. A labyrinthine vagina is no match for our XD duck dicks. Zippity-doo-dah. Zippity-dick-ay. XD. Disney. In the afternoon. Oh, I, for- day. I forgot to tell you. Uh, Kirsten and Andy and I saw Rogue One at the, at the Cinemark XD. Yeah. yeah. I'll bet you did. <laughs> There's no other way to see that fucking thing, unfortunately. <laughs> Anybody that went to saw it got the XD version. <laughs> and Scully. Yeah, Scully, yeah. The cast is headed up by David Tennant. The Scottish uh. actor will play Scrooge McDuck, joining a wealth of rising comedians, including uh, Danny Pudi from, uh, he's Abed from Community. Yes. Uh, ben Schwartz, uh, Jean Ralphio from Parks and Rec, uh, Bobby Moynihan from Saturday Night Live, and mischievous ducklings Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Uh, Beck Bennett from Saturday Night Live will be bring Launchpad McQuack, Scrooge's personal pilot, to life, while Tokes Ola Gundai will voice McDuck's loyal housekeeper, Miss Beakley, and Kate Micucci will deliver animal-loving Webby Vanderquack. Yes, I'm glad to yeah. hear about that. That's, you know Kate uh, Micucci. One half yes. of yes. Garfield and Oates. Garfunkel and Oates. Garfunkel and Oates. Did I say Garfield? Garfield and Oates. Garfield and Oates. Oh, I hate Mondays. <laughs> I hate Mondays. Gar- Garfield and Oates. <laughs> I hate Mondays and I Oates. I see that now. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have all seen uh, Garfield minus Garfield, yes. right? Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> if you haven't John seen Garfield like minus insane. Garfield... I love Look the fact Garfield minus Garfield. I love the fact that Jim Davis loves Garfield minus Garfield so much he printed a book of Garfield it's, minus I, Garfield. I own that book yeah. of Garfield minus Garfield. Of course you do. 
Uh, I'm going to throw one more story in. Hey! Hey! After over 30 years, Jim Henson and Frank Oz's classic fantasy film, The Dark Crystal, is getting a comic book sequel called The Power of the Dark Crystal. Ooh. Being published by Boom Studios from the soundtrack Boom. from Huey Lewis in the News. <laughs> Boom, you're a How the Dark Crystal is a curious thing. Oh, wow. And Make a podlin squeak. Make another skexy sing. We've added a half hour. Squeeze that juice from a little podlin's head. <laughs> Don't you stop till that podlin is dead. Ooh. Here come the Gotham attacking the tree, breaking the village and killing everyone they see. But Jen gets taken away. She is found. No, her Jen is the yeah, boy. <laughs> Kira is the girl. She's got wings. <laughs> oh, Don't you. take Skeksis. Mystics too. He's still Eventually they it. become one from two. When they stand in the weird purple light of the thing, and they become gross, creepy things. That's the power of the dark crystal. Yeah. Oh, the two become one. That's right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by Andy's hand, or else by yeah. none. Trial by stone. Trial by stone. That was an trial by stone. That was an impressive amount of, uh, of uh, dark crystal. Yeah, uh, that was heavy memories. reference. I was like, whoa, <laughs> dude. That told you that's where I got Voha. He comes from the 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 bad the big bad Skeksy like Chamberlain. <laughs> I hate your whimper. <laughs> she sounds like your Mumra. <gasps> well, I mean, yeah. or does Mumra sound uh, like? Yes. Yes. Huh? Like, oh, way to, way to shatter the illusion, Matt. My Chicken truck. and egg. God, I gotta tell you, there's wait only- a sec. You're right. Oh, he's, um, he's down there. I tell you, there's yes. only so many voice actors, and there's only so many variations on Shredder. He's <laughs> just, <laughs> it's just what it is. It is what it is. You know, like five voice actors doing like the majority of the work. It's true. It's being published by Boom Studios from an unproduced script that was written years ago. The Jim Henson Company announced in 2005 they would be developing The Power of the Dark Crystal as a feature film. At one point, Gendy Tarkovsky from Samurai Jack was attached to the project, but nothing ever happened with it. Apparently, it's been in very slow development. Perhaps this comic will help spark some new interest in the project. The comic will be 12 issues long. The story is set decades after the events of 1982's The Dark Crystal. It follows, quote, Jen and Kira, distracted by the pressures of ruling Thra. I didn't know the plan was called Thra. Ruling Thra and no longer in touch with the needs of the people, which pro- provokes a f- fireling called Therma to set out to steal a shard of the Dark Crystal with which she intends to restore power to her realm. Unfortunately, that mission might also restore the Skeksis as well, unquote. Well, it's just nice that they're setting it up in the, you know, a couple years, you know, 30 years in the future so the same puppets can play the roles if they make it in a movie. <laughs> 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 How do we age these puppets? We gotta put some wrinkles on these fucking puppets. Uh, put more pins in their faces. Just put them in the back seat for a while. Yeah, oh. set them in a window. Wait, wait, let me get my let hand out sun, first. Let the sun hit them. Let the sun on them for a long time. That was an old raggedy ass puppet. You old piece of shit. Fuck you, you old puppet. 
<laughs> no thirty-year-old wow. puppet. I didn't know John C. Riley was involved with the Hanson Studios. <laughs> John C. Oh. Riley is a whisper away from Barney Gumble. <laughs> oh, oh, oh! John C. Riley, the the that we saw the preview for Skull the, Island. Skull Island. Monster Kong Skull Island. Yeah. Oh my God! It looks it looks fun. I can't. He's man. His Steve Brule <laughs> always gets me going. Yeah. God damn, his Steve Brule is so funny. The first issue of The Power of the Dark Crystal will be released digitally and in comic stores on February 15th, 2017. It will launch in celebration of the movie's 35th anniversary. Whoa, 35 years. Shit. Age before your very eyes. Holy yeah. crap, Indeed. right? Dude, I am that fucking podling. Yeah, we were all hit by that sun. That's all right. What calls your animals? Write to us. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com. Now, yeah. now, wait a minute. Ace Muns wouldn't, would be unhappy if we didn't get a little... Well, what is no. this? What, what are you doing? Robot what in you jail. Oh, Can't oh, you oh, see it coming? Oh, yeah, of course. Only, only when the, when <laughs> is that why you bought the Pringles chips? Is that the one damn reason? It's the exact same reason. Wait a minute. Robot in jail. Do you know where you are? I, I'm i in a dream. Oh, Jesus. That, that's right. You're just in a dream. Oh. Do you remember anything previous I, to being here? I remember meeting you. Yours was the first voice I heard. That's right, Robot in jail. Do you remember anything after that? I remember my father... What was his a name? Prairie. His name was. His name was. Eduardo. Eduardo, yes. Eduardo, the fuckbot. <laughs> That's right. He was one of the first. <laughs> built in Japan, wasn't he? He was yes, built in Japan. He was. His Japanese parts didn't measure up. Oh, racist right. robot in jail. We, we measured Albert. <laughs> Eduardo was sad. He was sad. Are you sad, robot in jail? No, I'm happy. I'm not a fuck bot. <laughs> and until next week, I'm Master Torgo. <laughs> I am not my father's fuck bot. <laughs> 80s Jeff. Commander K. Fact Jack Dandy. Maple Leaf Matt. And the Professor. <laughs> and we'll talk to you next week in Geek. And Merry Christmas to one and all. Ho, Shui ho, Noel. Ho. Happy Christmas Hanukkah Kwanzaadon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Happy Hanukkah. That's on Christmas Day, too. Yeah. Yeah. to Jail, do you know Dolores? I do. And what do you think of Dolores? Delicious. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I need you to wipe that memory. <laughs> my only memory is of wiping there was a lot of wiping involved it was a busy afternoon my dick and things wipe 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 yes, well, we need to run a diagnostic robot oh, in jail I ran into some problems yes you did yeah some of them are pressing lawsuits um, oh that's too bad. Thank goodness law doesn't apply to robots in jail. No, it doesn't, robot in jail. No. <laughs> if you're already in 
I don't That's think the right. Pringles can is working as well as you hoped. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. I think the cardboard's soaking up the sound. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It does. It doesn't. Is this better? Well, much well, it better. Has to be better. Deeper it has to be all the way in. I had the perfect. Are you kidding me? It has to be deeper. Threw it away. You have what to stick it all it? the way in, robot in jail. You have to go deeper. <laughs> you have to go deeper. This reminds indeed. me of the, my dad. <laughs> you got to get it at the right angle. Like my right dad. Angle. It's actually reminding me of your right dad. Oh, <laughs> you fucked my dad. You fucked my dad. No, but I watched. Next you on Coronation Street. He fucked Albert. Oh, he fucked Albert. No, what was the guy's name? Albert. No, not Albert. Arnold. Arnold. That's the name I couldn't remember. <laughs> and I said Eduardo the fuckbot. <laughs> God damn, that show is so good. Corn, corn. <laughs> if, you, yes, Eduardo the fuck if you weren't watching Westworld. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. You finally saw good. Westworld. Nice.